How about if you bring me back something? Sure, all right, what do you want? Um, I don't know, a big salad? What big salad? I'm going to the coffee shop. They have big salads. I've never seen a big salad. They have a big salad. Is that what I ask for? The big salad? It's okay, you don't have to- No, no, hey, I'll get it. What's in the big salad? Big lettuce, big carrots, tomatoes like volleyballs. August 7th, 2022. Hello, everyone. Hi. Oh, that sounded... It's fine. Weary. You I'm sound weary. Like, I'm trying not to cough because I'm allergic to California. Like, yeah. usually it's the game, is it COVID or is it just allergies? But, like, since I never go anywhere anymore, it's definitely allergies. I'd like to say you pointed out... Is it the thing? Or is it allergies or COVID? Like, it's just a regular COVID. It's a regular part of life now. And it's yeah, horrid. It is. It's horrid. It's uh, not like horrid, which is a horrid. different thing. <laughs> it's fine. Horrid. Maybe you went in horrid. I don't know. I don't I know. I didn't. I don't go anywhere, like I just mm-hmm. said. Okay. <laughs> Convenient, almost as if you were using that as a story That's, to prove you have right. not hoard. Yes. To uh, throw you off the track. Oh, Lord. Okay. Yeah, my allergies... You know what that r- rhymes with? What? You said Lord. Yeah? So you know what that rhymes with? <laughs> Boo. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Hello. She's not, Hello, She's not sorry at all. As everyone who listens to this show regularly would know, Uh, you're not sorry. You're not sorry. I'm never sorry. No, but allergies are really bad. Mine too. It's been bugging me all week. It's terrible. I can't Uh, talk right. My voice probably sounds weird. It always sounds weird now, but even weirder than normal. Yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess. All right, so let's mention our news, (laughs) since that's what we're ostensibly here for. I guess. Not a minute and 40 seconds of nonsense. Mm, You love our nonsense. You know you do. You must, or you wouldn't still listen. Okay. Jillian. <laughs> yeah, no one else is listening. Our only listener. Actually. <laughs> okay. Um, is it, it's 107. After seminar episode 107, Garen Fitzgerald will be dropping back to be assistant director. He had a lot on his plate right now. And, and thank you so, so much, Garen, yes. for everything you've done. You've been, you've done an amazing job for literally ever. For a while now. I don't remember when he started, but I believe he won the Pendy last year for Best Directing. So, so he, yeah, he's yeah. been... So, thank you so much, Garen. So, he will still be on the show, Assistant Directing, and taking over will be Adam Blanford, who, uh, you know, was co-directing Pendon Shakespeare. And we Adam. mentioned... Yes. Welcome. We mentioned briefly back that Adam was initially going to uh, assist Garen on the show, but Garen needed to step back further, so... Adam's taking over that spot, and um, yeah, we mentioned that before, When and also Jeff Robinson from Pendant Shakespeare is going to be assisting on Kingery for a little bit. Neat. Yeah. So thanks to everyone. Yes. And relatedly, we're always looking for uh, new people who want to learn how to direct or assist and direct for our shows, so if you are interested in that, shoot me an email, and I can help you get started. Yeah. We've got, like, it down to a science. Like, we got tests. We got little things and explanations. Wow. That's my description of your process. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's not inaccurate. 
Um, Tests and explanations. Yep. <laughs> you can email me at tillysbridges at gmail.com and I will take you through it. We do it all over email. So there's no uh, thing where you have to meet at a certain time or whatever. So it's very flexible. Yeah, you do not have to get up early. Any day. Unless you want to. But that's not that's not because of me. That's right. Don't leave me out of it. You're the boss of the process. Yep. <laughs> I'm helping. Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, since our last twip, uh, we're, I'm mentioning now sometimes some of our shows uh, pop up high on the charts, on the Apple Podcast charts, the global charts. In right? various locations. Right. And so uh, last month, Majin Machine made it up to number 34 in all scripted sci-fi podcasts in Ireland. Wow. Welcome, Irish listeners, who are probably confused and have stumbled upon this. And are like, what are these people talking about? Well, and Genesis Avalon made it up to number eight in all of scripted sci-fi in South Africa. Wow. How about that? Neat. That's really cool. So, Welcome, international listeners. Yes, as we keep saying, we're always thrilled to get more people and find out all these people are listening around the world. It's really cool. Yes, hello. Um, and then the only other thing is a big announcement that we've been saying was coming for a while the the show that we've been working on for a long time that we have not been able to tell you about we're gonna tell you about oh my goodness really it's happening it's happening right now in this episode okay but we're not just gonna do it we brought someone special along to tell you all about it okay so we are here with uh the creator and writer of our new show that we have not announced to you yet uh, but we that's what we're that's what we're doing right now. Yes, because it was secret. That's why we're here. And now it will not be a secret. Right. Yes. So please uh welcome our good friend Darian Lindell. Yay! Hi! Hi, hi, hi. So excited. And it's not gonna <laughs> be secret anymore. Well, it is secret and impossible. It's been secret and impossible for a long time. Now that it is, is also true. just that's right. Although uh the audience is gonna have no idea what that means. So why don't you tell them what the okay. show is? Sure. The The show is, uh, for short, you can call it Cylon, but it is called The Secret and Impossible League of the Noosphere. And this particular um, uh, episode, not episode, this particular uh, part of it is part one, and it is the Baltimore plot. Uh, so Cylon, Baltimore plot, Secret and Impossible. Yay for that. Yay. And, and uh, it's, it's sort of a... a historical sci-fi is that what it is yeah so it's like alternate history yeah um yeah there's uh it's there's time travel uh involved and but it's not time travel so much as like idea hopping it's um going from uh different ideas throughout history the the ideas that the noosphere which is a which is a real kind of scientific sphere of thought uh it is a place where um, where all ideas go and can be accessed. Like the basically, it's like cl the cloud. If you think about cloud computing, but it's a it's a kind of more um, spiritual understanding of of cloud computing and all of our thoughts go into it. So um, the idea is that like inspiration and divination and uh, anything that that um, where it's like thoughts transferring from one person to another, whether it's through communication or just kind of the zeitgeist, uh, lives in the noosphere. And so the play, which was initially a play and now a radio play, uh, is 
is based on the idea that not only uh, can the ideas be transmitted from person to person and over time, but um, if you have certain abilities, you can then enter the noosphere and go back and forth in time and uh, go to where those ideas are most prominent. That's that is um, so cool and so unique. And um, I know- So weird. So it's definitely in our yeah. wheelhouse. And, uh, <laughs> I know it was a play first, but where did- A stage play. Where did yes, this, a stage play. Uh, idea come from? How did you come up with this? Uh, so back in- um, 2010, I, um, I had, um, my children, I would have twins and they, um, that took me kind of out of the theater world because <laughs> that's where I had been spending most of my creative life, writing plays, uh, and, um, doing theater. And so I have a longtime collaborator named Megan Arnett, who is the artistic director of live girls theater, which produces, um, only work by women and, um, uh, gender nonconforming people. And, they um so she she came over to my house and was like playing with the babies and was like so when are you gonna write your next play and I'm like I don't I don't know I'm very busy <laughs> with babies <laughs> there too I don't know what to do imagine that right imagine that and uh and she said no no you're gonna write a play and it's gonna be a, a serial play and we're gonna produce it so you gotta get to work <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about science fiction and let's talk about um uh, because we we both had talked about being passionate about putting um, just science fiction in places where it doesn't always seem to nat naturally go. And um, one of the places where you're like, well, you can't really make people appear and disappear in the theater. They actually, you have to deal with them like walking on stage. Right. You know, um, the limitations. So, you don't yeah. have with the audio. limitations. Yeah. Well, you don't have with audio. Exactly. But um, uh, so we 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 were both passionate about putting that on the on the stage and she she and I talked about kind of like um you know we're just like spitballing ideas and both of us brought up the noosphere because we had both read about it in some other thing and they were like well that's what it is it's like you know it's it's that like serendipitous um uh, uh thoughts connecting right and so we're like all right let's let's see can can i write something about that that is like gonna have a world that is can sustain itself and seven years later i finished the play um well, it takes as long as it takes it you takes know, as long as it done. takes That's hey hamilton took seven years it can <laughs> um <laughs> uh, uh so yeah and uh and then we 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 produced the play in 2017 and um it did really well. We got we had a really lovely um, experience um, producing it. It got some accolades and um, it got nominated for things. And it was really f such a fun and wonderful experience. So I started writing the second part and then the pandemic happened. I finished that play, but I was just like, we have all these wonderful actors. We have this story that every person who's ever talked to me about it has come up to me and said, why is this a play? Because <laughs> it should be something, it should live in another medium. <laughs> uh and uh so i thought you know what maybe it's time for me to reach out to my to my lovely um longtime friends who do this kind of thing uh and talk about how to make it into an audio play a radio play and uh and then then you guys came into the picture uh and were so um uh thoughtful and responsive and encouraging <laughs> <laughs> and now it exists. <laughs> it's very exciting. 
It is. And it's, it's really unique um, among all of our shows, too, because um, we did not do a casting call for it. You brought along the entire cast from the play who's played these roles many times before. Yes, yes. And in, in fact, and there it's been quite a fun process. Like so the, there's a character the Lord Byron in it. Lord Byron is a character and the actor who's played Lord Byron has been has played um every it played lord byron in every iteration of this show has played lord byron since i think 2012 <laughs> and there was a line a long time ago in the script that was that was or no it's still there that it's like uh where um lord byron can choose to be three or 36 or 300 at any point and at that time uh he was 36 <laughs> he's not 36 anymore <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah, uh, so like when I hear um, when I hear Lord Byron's voice in my head when I'm writing, it's definitely played by Daniel Christensen um, in a way that, you know, that that happens when you're writing for specific actors. And uh, and so it was really just such a. The show was very moving for the people who were involved in it when it was a play um, and they uh, every time I asked them to come back and and um, reprise those roles or like come back and do a reading for the second for the second um, play they're all just so game they're all so excited to be a part of the world that um it's very humbling and um and um exciting and so i'm just really excited to introduce them as actors to you know the pendant um uh universe and to um kind of see see how they're received by by the existing kind of fans and um yeah, I'm so yeah, it's just such a really exciting thing to branch into a new, a new universe, a new universe of creative people and yeah. And a new audience too. A new right. audience. Entirely, exactly. Like the, the play audience, I know it has a, a set audience of people who really love it. And so this, you know, is for them, but there's going to be this whole world of uh, podcast listeners that have never. Uh, yeah, really it's so exciting. It. And they don't have to be in Seattle, Washington to <laughs> right. experience it. Yeah, I was you know? always said we never got to see the play. So, yeah. you know, this is really cool because of that. And um, we should mention that it's not a direct one-to-one -one from the play to the, uh, to the audio oh, drama. You did have much. to adapt it. So yeah. how, how was adapting your own work to a different medium? Oh my gosh, it was way more difficult than I thought it was going to be because there's, it's, it's like actually a, like a complete, if you think about it, you know, with the play, you don't describe anything that's happening, you watch it. And then the right. only thing that, that you hear is, is the lines that actors say, which, so that part is very similar. You, you hear the lines actors say, but, but instead of having a visual representation of what, what is going on in the play, it has to all be auditory. And so that, that um, figuring out how to indicate things that had previously all been visual cues without it being like, and now <laughs> I'm gonna walk over here and pick up this thing. Yeah, you know, without you getting wanna... so overly expositiony that you want to just slam your head on the table. <laughs> yeah, and I will say I, I credit I I credit you, Tilly, with um with the idea of because there I had in the script because I'm a nerd when I like wrote the script up the final script I like had footnotes because the whole thing is based is very extensively researched and based in history so so much of what is said and referenced is like specifically tied to. Um, things that the, the the characters who are playing real people, um, mm -hmm. you know, all said and did and and thought in their lives, and so um, I had all these footnotes, just kind of like as as like 
food for thought for people who are reading the play and wanting to produce it so that they would know that like these lines come from real quotes from from the you know the the people who made them and like real um art is really based in a lot of uh science about alternate universes and uh and time travel so uh I just had these footnotes and Tilly were like well they're great so like can we hear them <laughs> and and so um that was like a, a a lovely um way to really make the, it a it a different experience for um for the people who were um listening to it for the first time but also uh listening to it again um and in this new medium and also just fun because my I love to I love to throw um esoteric knowledge at people and see what, <laughs> see what sticks yeah I, you know the where I got that thought was because when I was reading the scripts uh for editing them uh the footnotes added so much that I didn't know and it made the world that the characters are in so much richer and I thought if the audience doesn't have that that's a little bit it's it's a less deep experience, you know, knowing that this was a thing this re person really said, or this is mm -hmm. what really happened. Uh, it added so much extra context. So I thought it was really good to be able to add that in and and give all of the audience that that information. Yeah, uh, it's it's it was a it got very exciting for me because I was like very as I just well, the research part of writing is one of my favorite phases and so which is why I end up writing so many things that are based in history because that means I get to, a chance to do a lot of research which is a lot of uh, you know so my knowledge tends to be like deep in the moment and then I forget it and it becomes wikipedia level you know <laughs> after that <laughs> but it's like you know when I'm researching it I really know and then yeah later it goes away well, like, that's what being a writer is, though, right? giving yourself yeah. homework for the rest of your life exactly yeah much. so just store it in the noosphere and other people can pick it up <laughs> that's right and you yeah. know what um you were right about um the cast being so enthusiastic because i remember as their lines were coming in they were all just like oh my god this is so exciting when can we hear it when will it be done so um and a lot of them had not done voice work before right correct yeah yeah so yeah. it's uh it was very new to them and they were very excited and um it's great too because you know plays i love plays but they're also they're so um in the moment you get yeah. every performance is different and once you've seen it that's it it's gone but with the audio you only get the one performance but it's going to be there forever yeah, right yeah so um it's so different to think about the i don't know the different ways that the um the same story can exist in time in different ways and that's it kind of blows my mind right and the director like choosing the takes and yeah. right. making those decisions is this is the way this form this is, will yeah. be yeah right it is really different and it's it, it's also just really exciting one of the things that was hard for me at the beginning right it was um was trying to figure out how how it could be a different it's not it, like it was one thing to write it but then to listen to it because i had all these ideas about how it would be and to really um i always turn my work over to, to a director that's like not new but the part that was new was just really like um having having it shown back to me in a different medium was um was exciting and like and scary it was like difficult to be like is it gonna it's gonna have a totally different feel 
than a stage play. It doesn't feel like it's just like a reading of a stage play at all. Right. Right. Yeah. And so you're really taken along with the musical choices, with the creation of all of these amazing sound design elements. There's one of my favorite things to do as a playwright, which is like mean, is like, I'll be like, I just write something magical into the script and be like, not my problem. <laughs> yeah, we do that too in the audio. We have definitely done that. Yeah, I just right. wrote a script where it's like, this takes place in the null space. I'm sorry, because what does that sound like? I don't yeah. know. Or we'll I don't know. Yeah, we just out. put green light. It's a sound effect cue. Yeah. yeah. A light yeah. turn green. That's fine. The lights turn green. And that's, you got to make that. Yeah, exactly. You have to make that, whatever that is. And so uh, to to just like, be like, listen, this is what it sounds like when an idea tethers to reality <laughs> from this, you know, our uh, floating ghost ship. <laughs> like, please make that happen. You know? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's magic. Uh, you know, I, I've I've trained all of our directors and they're all they have all so far surpassed me because all I can give them is like the basics, you know, understanding of things, but I'm not that good at it. And they're so much better than I am. And it blows my mind every time I, I was so impressed. I was so impressed impressed yeah. with with uh with both the director and the assistant director, the way that the um the way that the piece has really taken life, the way that they're able to differentiate between like, oh, well, this person's actually in the space. This person is an imaginary ghost in the space. And this person is just a voice <laughs> and not actually in the space at all. And you're like, yeah, it makes sense. Totally. I can totally tell just by listening who's what and who's doing what. And I just like, just praise, 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 praise. Yeah, this is the one uh, that we have been mentioning that is directed by Vincent Morrison, longtime uh, seminar director and assistant directed by Paul Brueggemann, who's also directed seminar and he worked on uh, Dreamnasium and a bunch of other stuff. So those are, they're, they're two pendant stalwarts, those two. They definitely are. Yeah. yeah. And they were, they did just amazing work and they really jumped in to this world that is you know, it's, it's, it's baked. This, this world's been fully baked and, and like with a group of people who've all been working in it for many years and just jumped in and weren't afraid to make it, make it their own. It was just, I was very impressed with, uh, with both Vincent and Paul's work. Yeah. That's one of my favorite parts about doing any kind of collaborative art is, is turning the script over to someone else and seeing how they interpret what mm -hmm. we wrote. And, sometimes it lines up so perfectly and sometimes it's nothing you would have ever expected and it's better so it yeah it, it always blows my mind I, I love collaborative art for that very reason yeah it's by far my favorite it's why I guess that that's not a surprise because that's why we do it <laughs> right um okay well I think we've covered most of everything um we're thinking it's probably going to premiere uh sometime around the mid mid-September and we're hoping to have a preview trailer ready for you sometime later this month. So you can stay tuned for all of that good info. Mm -hmm. uh, is there anything else you'd, you'd like the people out there to know about Cylon? I would say that um, it's a six episode series. The universe is big and broad and deep and the, and the world that's been built is, um, is uh, full of, idiosyncrasies and uh interest and if you have any if you have any um uh interest or desire in, uh, interest in history interest in historical characters and like imagining what if and figuring out like um 
I don't know how things happened or imagining how they might have happened, then this is a it's going to be a really fun experience for you. I should say that the Baltimore plot, which is the main plot of this one, is a real event that happened where um, uh, Abraham Lincoln was um, uh, targeted for assassination before he even took office. And so this play really explores the idea of what if that what if what if that had happened? What if Abraham Lincoln had never made it to the presidency? Is like that's like kind of a major a major um, a plot point in the in the in the radio play in the, in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's that. See, like that's one of the great things I was saying, like about the footnotes and whatnot. I didn't know that was even a thing because I'm not that you know up on on Lincoln history. So <laughs> you're gonna learn stuff and you're gonna be highly entertained because the show is so fun and it's just it's a blast. It's a great time. Hey, thanks. So listen. <laughs> thanks for being here. Um, thanks for being my friends for such a long time. I mean, Aww. you know, yeah, most of my life, most of my life, <laughs> more than half. <laughs> I love you. Oh, we love you too. Yay. From Northern Virginia, we have Kim Giannopoulos on the line. Hello, Kim. Hi, Jordan. How are you today? I'm, I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Yay. So <laughs> it's been, okay, it's been more than a minute. It's, it's been, been a minute. While. It's been a minute. It has. <laughs> it has. So I'm looking at the pendant website because, you know, I've got it here. Uh-huh. And, um, our last discussion was November 17th, 2013. We were such children then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Said no one ever, because no. <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's been a minute. It's all good. That brings up a whole slew of like, so, you know, what you've been doing kind of questions. Um with that wide expanse of time. So um, I just listened to that interview um, a mm -hmm. little while ago. <clears throat> and um, I will make the same apology now that I made at the beginning of that one. Although I don't think I'll be coughing up a lung today because I think this thing is just getting started. Uh, <laughs> but I can't take you anywhere, not even on a Zoom call. I know, Come on, I man. Know. <laughs> I know. But I'm in much better shape than I was last time. Well, that's good. Let's 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 take that and run with it. <laughs> yes. Um, and as I said before, we have questions. Hopefully, you have answers. Otherwise, I'll do my best, and I'll make up cool. whatever I don't know. It's all good. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah sure. The alternative is this being very short and one-sided. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll I'll try to hold up my end of the bargain here. <laughs> so since um, November 2013, mm -hmm. how you been? <laughs> I've been good. I've let's see. Uh, just like everyone else, I've been getting older. Um, <laughs> my both of my children have 
not only gone to college but graduated from college congratulations and thank you writing that last tuition check was just so freeing i can't tell you for those of (laughs) you who haven't been through it yet holy moly uh yeah so they're both graduated one is been out in the workforce now for a couple of years and the other one is trying to figure out if graduate school is the right path Mm -hmm. she just finished college so that's probably a direction she's going to go but it'll she's going to work for a year and see how that works out okay um let's see myself i am still working for the federal government Mm -hmm. um i was wondering because you had mentioned that last time yeah yeah no i've been i've been there for quite a long time uh Let's see. I actually get the opportunity sometimes because uh, my my agency writes reports, and I sometimes get interviewed by the press. So I have the yeah. opportunity to either uh, I don't do a lot of on camera interviews, but I did have one report that got issued. Mm, I want to say four years ago now, a little over four years ago now, where I got a slew of on camera interviews. It was kind of crazy. Um, but I do get interviewed, you know, over Zoom or just by print reporters or or what mm-hmm. have you. So I do get an opportunity to practice my public speaking in that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's that's good. But as far as the voice acting part of my world, uh, I, I, I have stepped away from that a bit. Of course, I'm still in the Kingery uh, until mm-hmm. they kill me off, which you know, has happened before. So I fully expect it to happen at some point in my future. Um, this is not my first King Ray character. Um, and I, you know, I've kept up with a couple of other commitments I made outside of pendant in the voice acting realm, but those are, mm-hmm. those are casual and, and occasional. And, and, you know, I really haven't pursued very much more within the pendant verse per se, just because mm-hmm. other things have, demanded my attention, some family things. Uh, my husband had some medical issues a couple of years ago that I needed to focus on. So, sure. um, so you know, normal life kinds of things, but um, I'm always happy to sit next to my microphone and in front of my screen and be someone else for a little while and record some lines. That's always a nice escape. So I'm, I'm happy to continue to do that on an occasional basis. And, and, you know, once, now that the kids are out of college and I might have a little bit more time to myself, maybe I'll dive back into it. But I know there are so many really wonderful actors and actresses out there voicing roles. Um, You know, I know there's a lot of competition, but it's, it's fun to listen to the audio dramas. It's fun to participate in them. It's you know, we were, we were all doing podcasts before it was cool, you know? Right. So, <laughs> so it's nice to continue with that. So um, when you are recording and you have to scream, is it as much of an issue now as it was back in 2015? <laughs> um, no, it, well, no, because first of all, I try to do it 
when everybody is out at work, because I'm mostly still working from home. I have to go in occasionally, mm-hmm. but I'm mostly still working from home. So I'm able to time it a little bit better. And uh, now that my dog is 14, he can't hear me because he's deaf. <laughs> so so truly, mm-hmm. it's just me and whomever's listening at my back door, I suppose, who hears me scream. <laughs> but right. the good news is that Doc Briggs hasn't really had to scream much lately. This is not a hint. To the people who are writing Gingerate, <laughs> not a hint. But she hasn't had to scream very much lately. So I've been fortunate in that regard. <laughs> so let's let's talk about Doc Briggs. Um, sure. When did you start voicing her? Holy moly, Jordan. Uh <laughs> Golly, I don't know, because she she was in, and then she was out for a while, and then suddenly she was back in, and she was... And oh boy, was she. That she was, like, the scary one. <laughs> the first right? script I read like that, I'm like, wait a minute. Did you, did you introduce a new character and just put the same name on it? Like, what just happened here? Uh, so there was that period of time where I was doing scary things, and people were... It, it was an interesting time to be that character. And then all of a sudden the switch flipped and things were back to, you know, a different tone of voice, I suppose. But yeah, uh, it was, it was kind of fun to be the person who scares everybody else for a little while. It really was. <laughs> I, I just put on my, you know, I guess my, my inner New Yorker per- perspective and, you know, intimidate all is was was my mantra, I suppose, when I was doing it for that. Sometimes one you gotta do what you gotta do. You, you know? gotta do what you gotta do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what, what I'm saying. saying. I know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that was super fun. But um I, I honestly because we're honest- both New Yorkers. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I'm from originally from upstate, but I, I did live in New York City for a while. And um, I thought that's when they were going to kill my character off. Frankly, I thought the end of that season, I thought I'm out. You know, that's that's the only way they're going to get away from this character and what she's doing is to kill her off. So I am deeply thankful <laughs> to the Kingery writers for not killing me off. So appreciate that. Yes, but but now she owes us an apology. For which for which thing? <laughs> She, she apologizes, I think, in every other episode now. That's that's true. That's true. <laughs> She's like, see, nobody wants to talk to me. See, nobody wants to talk to me. I know I scared you all. I'm sorry. You know, I don't, you know, even sorry, the, even the little, over the king or... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, even that little interim short scene that we did, you know, between seasons, um, mm-hmm. I think she even apologized in that once or twice. So it's, it's just part of the script now is for her to apologize but that's okay (laughs) (laughs) so have you had fun with um the new twist on on doc briggs oh absolutely absolutely i you know i really enjoy that the character and other characters also have evolved they're not all the same that they were eight years ago or however long ago i've been doing this um it's 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 nice to see an evolution in in character development um, as opposed to <laughs> some some shows and some podcasts where the characters you know you think okay you know let's let's move things along here let's let's have a new twist 
it's mm-hmm. a little bit more permanent than just this episode. So it's nice to see some changes take place and, and it, it keeps things fresh, you know, mm-hmm. that you're not feeling like you're saying the same things, but on a different day with a different script. So, yeah. It's, it's been an interesting evolution because you start off as, you know, Doc Briggs and then you get Doc Briggs 2.0, who's yes. all evil. <laughs> yes, yes. And now you've got this Doc Briggs who is, there. it's almost like a third different character where That's true. now she's trying to find her place again and trying to to move forward exactly exactly so where, where are you drawing from to, to do these roles of this one character that's really yeah good. that's a good question um thanks we asked the hard-hitting question okay here. well that's what you could pay the big bucks for jordan i mean <laughs> let's be real um you know i I think as far as work is concerned for, you know, my day job, Mm -hmm. I've been working in the same place, but I've been doing different things. And and as I've gotten promoted, I've had to adapt and use different skills to be successful. And I Mm -hmm. think that's, that's something that you can bring to any context, you know, when you have to, you know, even if you're working and in the same place or for the same organization, the same company, if you're doing a different job, you're exercising different muscles, you're doing, you're using different skills. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the same thing for her. I mean, it's interesting, you know, I think I I have to be careful here. I have to remember, you know, how much has happened that's out in the public that I can talk about that I, um, (laughs) that I can say in this interview. And it's, it's interesting the different environments, the different contexts that she's been put into i mean she was serving like she was a waitress in one episode (laughs) it's like where did that come from but it's humbling it's you know you you start a new job or you try to use different skills and you may not be very good at them you may have been very good at the ones that you used before but you're not very good at these new skills and you have to figure out how are you going to adapt and how are you going to draw on the experience you have to be good in this new context And I think that's the same thing for Doc Briggs is that, you know, she was put into this different context involuntarily and now she's out of that, but she'll never be the same as a result. So she needs to figure out what does this mean for her going forward when she has to deal with her past, even though it's almost somebody else's past. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. It's something that we've that i've seen on a number of shows on tv and the one that just jumps right out at me maybe because i just read an interview or Mm -hmm. article um is angel oh sure yeah angel is always trying to make up for what he did as angelus but he wasn't angelus that was a different you know that's him without a soul so it's not really him but it is but it's not right right it's right, a, it's sure. a lot like that. Absolutely. That's that's a really good analogy. Yeah, I I hadn't thought about it that way before, but I guess that's it is that you're it's your body, it's your mind, but it's not really your soul. 
-hmm. And I think that's what happened to Doc Briggs is that it was her body and her mind, but it wasn't really her soul. She was acting because of other forces, mm -hmm. but she remembers it all. <clears throat> so it's, it's kind of and yet there's disturbing. The <laughs> right. Yeah. It was out of her control, but she still has the guilt. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. In, in all of the ways, you know, think about any stereotypical guilt. She's got it all. That's for sure. <laughs> so where would you like to see Doc Briggs? Hmm. That's a good I mean, we, we had kind of a um, an interesting ending mm -hmm. to last season. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so where you do know, you want to see things go for her? Yeah, I, I think I think the, the character would probably like to be able to use her medical skills again, uh, mm -hmm. just because that's that's what she was trained to do. Right. Um, but I, I think right now she's very concerned about owning her own mind and body um, sure. and if there was any way that she could be certain that she would not lose control again i think that would be really important for her so going back to using her medical skills that's something that she did for years before this event happened i, I think just having some as if anything is certain in the Kingery world, but having <laughs> some certainty about not being co-opted again. That's probably something that would be important to her. There was a scene where, and I forget what the line is, but something about the group being one or I forget what the, oh, yes. right? Yes. And a bunch, of, not a bunch, but a couple of the characters at the same time repeated that yep. mantra yep was yep. Were you one of those i was one of those yes right. i was so yes. that makes me think and this is just creepy <laughs> right but that makes me think that doc briggs may never get that certainty because every now and again there she'll hear that key word and it's a trigger there that yeah there's that trigger absolutely yeah and, and that's you know, it'll be one of those things where just as she feels more comfortable mm -hmm. with where where she is or how she's grown, something will happen that will bring her back. And that will, right. you know, it's it's like any psychological trauma, I suppose, mm -hmm. is that's, you know, it only takes one small word or action or smell or whatever to bring you back and the equivalent of it's know, a form of ptsd it is a form of ptsd it is it is um so yeah so i i don't know that she'll ever it might be a romantic goal right that they you know she'll never achieve it but it would certainly be a goal and is there something that you want to do as a voice actress with her mm. I mean, I've, I've voiced her for a while now and that's, that's nice. You know, it's nice to have a continuing character. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I, I, 
you know, there's there's just so much rich storytelling going on in the Kingery. Mm-hmm. I would love to be able to keep her in in the action to some degree, even though she's not one of the primary characters. Uh, I would love to just you know, keep a toe in the water, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I probably would prefer not to be, you know, the <laughs> the big bad again. But uh, <laughs> actually, it was kind of fun, so I shouldn't say that. But um, I, I I would love to just keep keep her as part of the show for a while yet. I don't think we've explored everything that she has to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm flexible. I I trust the writers of the Kingery and they, they've come up with so many wonderful storylines over the years. I'm sure they'll come up with more. Definitely. Mm-hmm. The writers are really good. Absolutely. It's nice that there are multiple writers too, you know, that you hear different mm-hmm. voices because I think that lends some variety and, you know, at, at work, the reports that we write are none of them are written by one person. It's always a group of people or people mm-hmm. bouncing ideas off each other. And I think that really improves the quality overall when you're doing something over a period of years. So. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Um, So you've been busy with work and family and all that. So have you had a chance to do any seminar stuff that you had thought about doing, you know, all those years ago? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, back a million years ago, you know, I did write one seminar short and I had ideas Uh for others, but naturally I I write for work too. So sometimes I'm just burnt out from writing, which Mm -hmm. I know Tilly and Susan are going to be like, what are you talking about? Burnt out from writing. How could that be? Um, But I have to write in a certain way for work so that. Yeah. I was going to say it's it's totally different. It's it's totally different. Yeah. And cathartic depending on the story. It can be very cathartic. Indeed. 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 Um, so no, I have not done any more of that. Again, it's another one of those, I might get back to it someday kind of things. You know, seminar uh, always need shorts. I mean. I'm sorry, say gosh, that again, Jordan. Seminar always need shorts. I'm just. Kidding. I know, I know. I see the messages. I see, I see them. I think I say that like every other interview now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to jot, I'm writing it down right now. Look, seminar right, Seminar short. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Um, <laughs> But no, I haven't written any more of that. Um, You know, like I said before, I haven't really auditioned for very much recently. I've kept up on my obligations, but, um, but, you know, it's maybe, maybe post COVID will be an opportunity to do something different, but the same. I I look forward to post COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever that might be. What was that yeah. T-shirt I saw? I I'm looking forward to um, precedented times. <laughs> you know, my my husband's workplace at the beginning of the pandemic sent everybody mugs 
where at the back of the, I mean, for, the front was their company logo. And on the back, it says, you're on mute. <laughs> so that people could just hold up their mugs to the Zoom camera. Nice. I was like, that was That's brilliant. awesome. That was, br- yeah. and it was, it had to be within the first three months of the pandemic that they got these. And I was like, that whoever came up with that one, give them a bonus. That was That's wonderful. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I I typically don't have my camera on i just have my avatar of kermit's head on yoda's body nice nice and the greens they kind of match so it's all good they do they do yeah yeah I, my customers get a kick out of it no one has nobody so far has said you know we really need to see you oh so, no no i'm fine with it <laughs> <laughs> i was giving you a sad face but you can't see that so that's meaningless okay so let's see what else did we talk about last time oh yeah odyssey of the mind this one's dear to my yes. heart oh. yes i just i know it's not voice acting but this is like the coolest thing in the world for it those is. of you out there listening it what is. are we up to five listeners now that have um kids in elementary oh. middle or high school even college. There are some college teams, Jordan. There are. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's awesome. I, I, well, so just to reel it back a little bit. So my, both of my kids participated in this. It's a creative problem solving competition and it's uh-huh. an international organization. There are, um, gosh, I don't know, maybe 15 different countries that are involved mm-hmm. in this. And there's a, a world finals every year. Well, this this year, 2022, was the first time or second first time they did a full blown world finals in person again since the pandemic. Oh, good. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but only I think three or four other countries showed up uh, instead of the normal 14 or 15. But anyway, um, it's a creative problem solving competition. OdysseyTheMind.com. And it's super fun because with all of the focus these days on standardized testing and that sort of thing, this is the flip side of that. This is how creative can the kids be without adult intervention? I mean, so the example is you can teach them how to sew, but you can't sew their costumes for them. Right. So I've, I've been involved now for many years, focusing on the part of the competition where they do a spontaneous problem. So -hmm. there's certain parameters that they know the spontaneous problems will incorporate, but the kids don't know what they're gonna be asked to do until they show up on competition day. Right. And I'm actually um, the state problem captain for the state of Virginia. Uh, have been for a number of years now and regional problem captain and I've been judging at world finals now for several years and it's oh my gosh it's so much fun to see what these kids come up with of all ages it just giving them that opportunity to be creative and to think outside the box and whether it's something physical that they would you know be manipulating Mm-hmm. balls or balsa wood or, or whatever it might be or something verbal where they're reacting to a prompt or looking at pictures um, right you know it's just amazing to me 
how creative kids can be given the opportunity. And I just, it, it just, I think you could hear probably my voice perk up when I talk about it. I just really enjoy it. I enjoy the people. I enjoy the kids. It's super fun. And it, it's just, it's a good, it's a good antithesis to the whole standardized testing Absolutely. focus that schools have these days. I remember spontaneous. Um, so mm -hmm. I competed as a junior high, you know, seventh grade. Nice. And so you have your long-term problem. Right. You have that you work on for months. Right. You have your style yep. points, which are sometimes um, defined ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, and some of them are, you know, you can pick. Mm -hmm. um, to some degree, what you want your style points to be based on. Exactly. And that's how you create, how, you, how you've, how you present the solution to your uh, long-term problem. And then right. you have short-term or spontaneous, right. where five of your seven team members, usually two. Ah, of the... it's changed now. Oh, All it... seven can participate now. Oh, yes. it used to be five would compete in long-term and five would compete in short-term. So you, your two would usually that didn't do long-term mm -hmm. would, would definitely be doing spontaneous and everybody can do everything now. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's great. It's really and sometimes great. The, the spontaneous question will be related to the long-term problem. Like we did one of the robot. Um, sure. It called, yeah. High tech smarty pants. Okay. And, um, it was one of the robot questions. So our first competition uh, our spontaneous question was imagine in the future robots robots are as popular as cabbage patch dolls remember those nice. name some accessories you have a minute to think and two minutes to respond nice yeah when we did world finals our question was they pulled out a necktie and said name as many uses as a necktie yep. and demonstrate yep it has nothing to do with the problem um yeah so i'm I got to compete. And then when I was in college, I got to judge. Cool. And the question the kids had was, um, it had to do with a, um, um, not a paperclip, a uh, clothespin. Okay. With those metal spring. Yeah. Ones. Yeah. So this one kid took the thing apart. And uh -huh. They had to like get use the clothespin in different ways to get, I think, pieces of straw, okay, like drinking straws mm -hmm. into it into a thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he took the thing apart and used the metal to just like start scooping them up. Awesome. And um, I nominated that kid for the Renatra Fusco Award. Yes, which absolutely. I was, which we got for our um, solution back in the day so it was really cool to to be able to give that out and what that is nice. is for for those that don't know renatra fusca is the genus species name of a water spider back in the day a team came up had to build a um the teams had to build a um, vehicle that would travel across water mm -hmm. and this group came up with building a mock um water spider and would glide across the water and the thing fell apart on them and they just it just completely um didn't work right. but the 
original judges back in the day thought that the solution was so unique and so creative because it was the only one that wasn't a boat Mm -hmm. that they came up with an award just for exceptional creativity to give to them because they felt they deserved something. And that award has been given out year after year after year ever since that team um, did that. So it was kind of cool to be able to give that out. Yeah, and it's a real feather in your cap to receive mm-hmm. that that award. It's considered one of the highest awards. So, yeah, it's it's amazing to see some of the creative ideas that people come up with just just using simple household items. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I I this year when I was judging at World Finals, I was judging a hands-on problem and. Um, it was middle schoolers, so um, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Yep. And I won't go into the gory details here, but there was one team out of, I think I judged 62 teams, something like that. One team that kind of figured out a way to get, to, to reach the goal that was unbelievably creative, just mind-blowingly creative. And they, their score was tremendous because they got all kinds of creativity points and not that anybody else didn't do well, they did, but there was just one team that was head and shoulders above the rest. And, um, that, that's the exciting part of it is when you see something like that and you think, okay, maybe the future of our world is not in as much jeopardy as I thought if kids (laughs) like this are coming through and doing these amazing things. You just hope that they're white hats at the end of the right. day, you know? <laughs> right, that they use their creative powers for the better. For good and not for evil, yes. 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 <laughs> yes, so yeah, so I'm still, I'm still pretty involved <clears throat> with that. But of course, that organization took a bit of a hit with the pandemic as well, because sure. for some time, we, we did have virtual tournaments, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, even thinking about it from a coach perspective, it's just really hard to get kids to collaborate on something which is Mm -hmm. fundamentally structured to be done in person. How do you build your balsa wood structure Uh, or barbell weight or dumbbell weight or Or create a vehicle or uh, socially distant? Exactly. 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 So so yeah, so hopefully it'll build back up again, but it, it took quite a hit from the pandemic. So, yeah. but we'll see, but I, you know, it keeps keeps me sane, you know. We're getting the word out here on TWIP. Excellent. Thank you so much. <laughs> I hope I get some recognition from, <laughs> from the corporation. This is all volunteer on my part, but um, yeah, no, it's, it's super fun for those of you out there who have kids in school, if that's an option for, your child to do tell them to give it a try it's it's really super fun especially for kids who think differently you know that not don't follow the same path as many others this is a really great opportunity for them to try something different and be rewarded mm-hmm. for it absolutely yeah we were a bunch of weird little seventh graders and we just took that to the jordan point. jordan that no that's not what we call them now come on work with me here we, hey <laughs> we knew and we, we embraced it. I, I, you we know, back it. in 
the ancient <laughs> times when I was in high school, we, I, I did it too for a couple of years where nobody knew what they were doing, but uh, I still remember my spontaneous problem from when I was in high school. And that was, uh, I don't know if there was maybe less licensing concerns at the time or something, but it was Miss uh -huh. um, Piggy and Kermit the Frog, our girlfriend and boyfriend. Uh-huh. They're supposed to go out on a date tonight, but Kermit doesn't really want to go. What excuse does he give Miss Piggy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We came up some, with some responses that would be yeah. not appropriate now, let me <laughs> just say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's it's super yeah. fun. And, um, it, you know, and if that's not something that's an option for for your kids to do, Find something that is, that gives them an opportunity to do something that shows who they really are and, and shows off their creativity. Absolutely. Yeah. There's lots of things out there. There are. There are. Um, anyway. So, you have mentioned a couple times that you um, are continuing to work on um, some shows outside of Pendant. Can you share anything about those? Well, you know, they're, they're not as regularly scheduled as Pendant shows. I mean, Pendant right. is just known for its reliability and consistency and a lot of other places just aren't. And a lot of that is because people just don't commit the time to it. But, um, you know, I was, I, I was just yet earlier today looking at an email from someone it's over on um, misfits audio there's um there's a show called haunting of celine and this is the one this one has some welsh words in it <laughs> and i had recorded lines some time ago for this one character who is is growing in importance um mm -hmm. but some of the words she has to say are in Welsh and um, not a strength of mine. Uh, and, and so I have to redo this one line and the one word that I must have mispronounced, the, the poor author is trying to explain to me exactly how to say this word. And I feel like I'm not sure my mouth can do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, here's the seven letter word. And the first letter sounds like this. And the second letter sounds like that. And the third and the fourth letters is a diphthong. And you say it like this. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so uh, so that's that's something that I'm still doing, you know, when I am asked to, to record lines for that. So that's that's kind of fun. Um, there was another show I haven't recorded lines for it in a while also, but um, it was I think it's also on Misfits Audio, um, Jim Nolan, Private Eye, that uh, because I'm a woman of a certain age, I was playing um, the, the detective's mother, but that that's fine. You know, it's, I'm not going to be cast into any teenage roles anytime soon, and that's fine. Uh, other than that, it's just sort of one-offs here and there that people just need another voice, and they know that I've done things for them in the past, so... Um, you know, I'm very boring in that regard, but there, there's just so much talent out there right now. And so many people who have discovered podcasts and have discovered voice acting. And mm. it's just kind of fun to listen to all of the different 
folks who do this on a regular basis and hear new people and doing different things. So, so it'll be nice to do a little bit more probably now that I have a little bit more time, but uh, I, I enjoy benefiting from the talents of others as well. Cool. Yeah. Well, I don't remember, I don't think we did um, bullet questions last time. Okay. So we'll do bullet questions this time. Okay. Whatever your answer is, it's very rarely can it be the wrong answer. I mean, there's there are there's <laughs> very no rarely. <laughs> there are no wrong answers, but every once in a while somebody says something and I go, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's no, do no, it. there are no wrong answers. Let's do it. Let's All do right, it. ready? Favorite Muppet. Hmm. Beaker. Beaker. <laughs> yeah. Excellent choice. Yeah. Poor guy is probably a brilliant scientist, but he just he just is in the wrong place 99% of the time. Have you seen the little clip of Muppet Carol of the Bells? I have. Okay. I have. I've also <laughs> seen um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. 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 But Beaker plays a very important role in, in Muppet Carol of the Bells. Absolutely. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Oh, I love watching those. Those are super everything, fun. Everything yeah. bad happens to Beaker. Everything bad happens to Beaker. But, All right. Yeah. All right. We're not. We're not bullet questioning. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Well. Okay. No, no, sorry. No. No. That's all. Stop me. pontificating. That's on here. Me. Okay. All right. All right. Um, favorite pizza topping. You're gonna hate me for this one. Anchovies. There are no wrong answers. Okay. Okay. Anchovies. Um. Can I tell you why? Oh, that's sure. not bullet. We're not bullet. That's okay. Right? No. Go ahead. So the reason why is because when my husband and I were in college. It was well known that people, now keep in mind, this was a long time ago before people ordered online and everything, that people would steal other people's pizzas Sure. if you paid with a credit card ahead of time. So the way that my now husband and I used to make sure nobody would steal our pizza is to order with anchovies because gotcha. people would take one look at that and leave it. So mm -hmm. that's why. Yep. I've I've heard of this plan before. <laughs> it works. It works. I believe it. Yeah. Um, favorite DC movie slash TV show. Oh, well, right now it's got to be the Flash. And we got news about season nine today. That that's the last season. Yep, and it's yeah. only thirteen episodes. Yeah. Yeah. In fact the ringtone on my phone is still the flash theme song so nice yeah yeah i you know it's it's kind of gone up and down over the years but i've been a stalwart i've stuck with it not not all the arrowverse shows but the flash i have stuck with so mm -hmm. i was sad yep. when cisco moved on but i was too yeah i was too yeah but it's been good yeah yeah no this year this it's been very comic booky this season, and I like that. Yes. Yes. So I think the next thirteen will be about wrapping up, and now that they know, right? It'll be, it'll be about wrapping up and going out. Yep. Going out well. Yep. Yep. Exactly. 
exactly. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, favorite Marvel movie slash TV show? Uh, I'm a Doctor Strange fan. I am. I Which can't. One? Uh, I liked the first one better. Okay. I liked the first one better. Probably, you know, Scarlet Witch is a pretty kick-ass character. And putting her and Doctor Strange in the same movie, it was like mind blown. You know, like I, I mm -hmm. didn't know. There was a lot going on all the it time. It was a lot going on in that movie. Ooh, yes. Yes. And I feel like I have to watch it now a few times to sort of get it. Mm -hmm. I've only watched it once so far. But the first one, I mean, I've watched the first one multiple times, of course, but mm -hmm. it just, it was sort of esoteric enough, but kept true enough to the comic. And I just really like the character and Benedict Cumberbatch is pretty cool as well, an actor. What's so. not to like about him? Yeah. I haven't seen a movie or production of his that I have not liked. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Love Sherlock Holmes. Absolutely. Mm, yes. Yes. And they have said that if he and um, uh, what's his name could have their schedules cleared up at the same time, because they're also both in the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they would. They would do more. I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. No. It. I mean, it had the tinges of humor. It was just. Mm. It just really worked for me. So. Yeah. It, it was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And I like how they did the um, the explanation of things and how they had stuff on the uh, on screen showing yes. like stuff you know wet umbrella yep. here and, and all that was kind of yeah cool. yeah 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 absolutely absolutely yeah. What what really blows my mind is that for all of these questions that I'm asking you now, except for yeah. you know like pizza topping and Muppet, yeah, it's well I could do this for Muppet too. It's not, hey, what's your favorite Star Wars movie? It's now, what's your favorite Star Wars movie and or TV show? Because it's, everything is expanded now. Yeah. Big and small. Multiple screen. media. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Which is awesome because we get more stuff. Absolutely. Super so fun. Star yeah. Wars movie or TV show? Uh, you know, I... Empire Strikes Back is is still the best for me. It's, I mean, part of it is because of when, when in my life I saw it. You know, it was a long time ago, but uh, still the best for me. I was recently in Orlando, mm -hmm. and I've seen another variation of this, um, but we went into the. Um, Star Wars Outpost store in Disney Springs. Nice. And there was a Princess Leia shirt and there was a Han Solo shirt. And Princess Leia's shirts, they were t-shirts and the Princess Leia one said, I love you. And the Han Solo shirt said, I know. <laughs> of course it did. Yep. Of course it did. Yeah, I just, maybe it's a little nostalgia on my part, but. Hey, you're allowed. We're allowed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and got to give equal time, Star Trek movie slash TV show. Oh, Star Trek Four, the nuclear vessels. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so I now feel obligated to 
call for a moment of silence for yes. Michelle. Uh, what a trailblazer. I mean, she she was ill for a while, so yes. this wasn't unexpected, yeah. but uh, she just broke so many barriers and from mm -hmm. what I understand was just such a lovely human being. Um, All of the interviews that I saw with her, she was just a class act. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's she will be missed. She will be yes. missed. Um Actually, my husband and I were just talking about that last night because mm -hmm. uh, we went to go see Six because uh, it's touring in D.C. Mm -hmm. right now. And it was awesome, by the way, just a plug. Awesome show. Um, but we were just talking about the Star Trek, the original Star Trek cast and how many folks are still around. And I think we Shatner and Takai. Shatner, Takai and Koenig. Okay. Yes. So three. Yeah. Yeah. But I was a Bones fan, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I was, you know, I, I just enjoyed him being the emotional one and um, sort of saying what everybody was thinking. Like, <laughs> what is wrong with you, Spock? Can't you figure this out? You know, and then, yes, yes, I'm saying the same thing. Yes. So. I enjoyed that. So do you think that Strange New Worlds is ultimately going to bring on the people from the original Enterprise as it goes through? Because um, I don't want to do spoilers, but man, if we don't get a certain character next season, it's mm. going to be like, really? Yeah. But I sworn that was just like next in line now. You know, I, I always hope franchises like these i always hope that they will bring people in but in a way that we don't expect because mm -hmm. it's too easy to bring in a character that we've seen before and have them do what we expect them to do that's mm -hmm. it's too easy i mean maybe it's comfort food for people to, to see that but i kind of like when they when they come in and do something unexpected or or come in at an unexpected point because that makes it new and interesting well the way this character and i won't say who it was was brought in in the season finale was a very quick we'll call it a cameo okay because it was really short um and you don't actually see the character but you do hear the character so you know exactly who it is gotcha gotcha well it's a spoiler for me too because i haven't seen it so oh so good okay okay this shows off the hook gotcha gotcha um well i mean it's like the second doctor strange movie right that they had that one scene where they brought in some characters we know some that we don't know from you know suggesting that they're going to mm -hmm. be future additions to the franchise that will incorporate these characters um you know it's it's exciting to sort of see that and wonder what's next or how they're mm -hmm. going to reemerge. but uh, i think it'll be very in both the star trek universe and in the marvel universe i think it'll be very disappointing if some of these hints don't yeah, you know, that they don't follow through on the hints or or the promises, if they, depending on how uh, you look at it. I, 
based on the news that came out in San Diego, I think we're gonna we're gonna see it all at one point. Awesome. That's not that's my guess based on stuff I've watched on YouTube that have you know done um, analysis of trailers and things that Feige has said and stuff mm. that was mm-hmm. announced in Hall H and yeah. Cool. Very cool. I'm excited about what's coming there. Yeah. Yeah. To be continued. Yes. <laughs> As they say. Can people find you on social media these days? They can. Um, let's see. Usually my, I think my Twitter handle is, well, at Torrent01, I think, a T-O-R-E-N-T. And, and I use that moniker a fair amount. That's one of my very first Dungeons and Dragons characters from the 1980s. Um, <laughs> so it's, see, see, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think it's Torrent01 and fa- I'm on Facebook, I'm on Facebook and Twitter. I'm on Instagram, but I don't post very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't do TikTok. Um, partially because of security concerns with the app. Mm-hmm. So you won't find me there, but um, yeah, if you want, if you really want to find me, you can find me. Oh, just, <laughs> if you could spell Giannopolis, then you're pretty much golden. So, <laughs> <laughs> But good luck on that. That's my husband's <laughs> name. I blame him every time. So it's. Folks can find me on Twitter at JG underscore QA, um, where I post rarely, um, mostly politically inclined these days, just because so much political stuff has been pissing me off. And I don't think you're alone. I'm just going to say that, you know, yeah. I think you have lots of company. Yeah. And on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash j-o-r-d-a-n dot g-o-t-v-l-i-u-b dot five zero three six or just look up my name there you go although i think because i did google myself once um there are other jordan gottlieb's out there um the doctor the lawyer the pinball machine <laughs> guy the tennis player none of those, <laughs> you know the ones that have money none of those are me you're not the pinball machine guy. Now I'm totally no, disappointed. No. <laughs> but there used to be this restaurant and um, a bakery in Savannah called Gottlieb's. And it used to be like this big deal back in the day. Nice. Um, it's possible my dad's side of the family is related to them, possibly. Well, that's cool. And I only know that because we stumbled on it on our honeymoon. My wife and I did half of our honeymoon in Savannah. Nice. And somebody had asked us if we were going to Gottlieb's for dinner. It was like a five diamond, <laughs> like a five diamond restaurant, or was back in the day. Wow. And we were like, oh well, we'll have to do that. So it was one of those restaurants that was only open at dinner time. Uh-huh. So we we found it. We stumbled on it, like around lunchtime. And it was closed, but I poked my head in and I said, well, I'd like to make a reservation. And they said, sure. 
And they said, what name? I said, Gottlieb. And they said, no, really. And I pulled out my ID. I said, no, really. <laughs> they're like, you can't make this stuff up. Right. And then they're like, oh, okay, cool. Well, okay. So um, is there an event? I am. My, my wife was kind of hanging back and I said, it's our honeymoon. They go, we got you. Aww. So they they did up this whole thing for us it, that night and sent us home with some pastries from the bakery and cool yeah and they had a plate of stuff with um, writing on the plate it was just it was really nice amazing Very what nice. a great story um, good times <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a couple years ago though right just just a couple no it's more than a couple. <laughs> <laughs> Work with me, Jordan. Work with yeah. me. <laughs> we uh, we're coming up on where are we at now? We're when are we? We're twenty twenty two, so that puts us at eighteen and a half years. Congratulations! That's wonderful. Thank you. I'm already starting to plot, plan, and scheme for twenty, so I've got a little time. But... You should. You to you totally should. Because it will sneak up on you and suddenly yeah. it'll be, yeah. Yeah, when we it'll hit our 20, it was like, what? <laughs> yeah, it'll be about the time where one kid's going to be like just about to finish high school and it's going to be mm. like all distracted by that. And so yep, you will be. I, I got to start planning early. You absolutely will be. Yep. Yeah, my husband and I will be married 32 years this year. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you. Congratulations. We still put up with each other. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did I read? 90% of marriages. What do you want to do for dinner tonight? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you want to do. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that happens all, <laughs> all the time. I said I wouldn't cough up a lung. Uh-huh. Um, Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time tonight. <laughs> it was my pleasure. Thank you for Tangents asking me. Tangents are fun. Yeah. Oh, and we definitely have to do this way sooner than <laughs> the last. Time. I might be retired by the time that you, if you wait that long again, I'll probably be retired. So I might be retired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So okay. Well, you know how to reach me. So it's all good. And we will kick this back to Tilly and Susan. All right. Take care, everybody. It's over. It's over. It's over. Just the interview. It's over. Coming out every Monday, Pulp Today, and coming out every Wednesday, Writer's Block. So don't forget about those. Coming out Wednesday, August 10th, Kingery Season 11 Hiatus Special Number 5. No preview, because it's short. And this is the last uh, hiatus special, so then just one month off, and Kingery will be back in October. Nice. Coming out Wednesday, August 17th, Double Falsehood, Act 3, The Pendant Shakespeare. Soft, soft, you neighbor, who comes here? Pray you slink aside. It is Enrique. Ha! Is it come to this? Oh, the devil, the devil, the devil. <laughs> Lo you now. For want of the discreet label of a cool understanding, will this fellow's brains boil over? <laughs> to have enjoyed her, I would have given what? All that presently I could boast my own, and the reversion of the world to boot had the inheritance been mine. And now, 
just doom of guilty joys, I grieve as much that I have rifled the stores of beauty, those charms of innocence and artless love, as just before I was devoured with sorrow that she refused my vows and shut the door upon my ardent longings. Love, love, downright love, I see by the foolishness of it. Now then to recollection. Was not so a promise first of marriage? Not a promise only, for t'was bound with surety of a thousand oaths, and those not light ones neither. Yet I remember, too, those oaths could not prevail. The unpracticed maid trembled to meet my love. By force alone I snatched the imperfect joy which now torments my memory. Not love, but brutal violence prevailed to which the time and place and opportunity were accessories most dishonorable. Shame. Shame upon it. Coming out Wednesday, August 24th, Mage and Machine Season 2 Hiatus Special Number 2. No preview again. They're short. Real short. Little, little bitty, little bitty bites. Coming out Wednesday, August 31st, Seminar Episode 106. 106? 106. Yeah, I don't, 106 is weird. A little bit weird to me. It's too late. Keep going. We're done. Oh, yeah. A pleasure, Miss Smith, as always. Thank you. Now, do you have your ticket? Victorian England. Looking like that. <laughs> oh, come on, Shepard. This isn't my first trip. You think I wouldn't come prepared? You aren't my typical customer, Miss Smith. You'll forgive me for being a bit skeptical. Huh. Still, if I may, that dress looks quite lovely on you. Can we just get to the point? Indeed. Hmm. Once you step through this portal, your trip will begin. You must have this device with you at all times. When you're ready to come back, you press that button. It'll portal you back here. Just be sure not to press it too soon. This trip is not in front of all. I know that. Shepherd, let's just get this started, shall we? All right, step into the portal. La la la, the show is almost done. Yay! <laughs> okay, that is the end of this show. Could it be? We're at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we don't have. A premiere date yet for Cylon, which you heard uh, its creator and writer, Darian Lindell, talking about. Mm -hmm. So um, my feeling is that it will probably still premiere in September, but we'll let you know for sure on the next trip. Yeah. So keep an eye out, though, on our social media feeds and the website, because the show website and preview trailer may go up before then. So you might get a special sneak peek even Ooh. before the next trip if you're, if you're eagle-eyed. So stay tuned. Yeah. And also... Uh, yeah, that website is PendantAudio.com and you can stop by our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash PendantAudio. We're on Twitter at PendantWeb. 
You can find us on Tumblr at pendantaudio.tumblr.com. We are Pendant Productions on YouTube, and that is all of those. We're done with that. (laughs) Uh, We'll see you back here next month. This is Susan Bridges. And Tilly Bridges. Thanks for listening. Yeah, my voice is such a hot mess. Stupid allergies. I hate you. Ah, yes. It's only allergy season 365 days a year in California. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you say things like that? I mean, they're true. Yeah. And it's sad. Yeah. You're the boss of the process. Yep. (laughs) I'm helping. Yep. The theme to TWIP is Mr. Exposition by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0. The end of the show. At 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 the end of the show.